0: Welcome to Real Truth Real Quick. My name is Rick Smith, Director of Digital Ministries at Watermark Church in Dallas, Texas. I'm here with my friend Todd Wagner. Hello Rick. Hello friends. All right, you got your Bible there because I got one for you and we're gonna need that to answer it. We're gonna need it. My finger's in the Old Testament. I know what's coming. So why do Christians, I've heard this a lot, (laughs) why do Christians ignore other Old Testament laws but condemn homosexuality? They're all about homosexuality but this church made of two kind of fabrics. So what's up with that? Well, let me explain what is going on here because it is one of the most common protestations between people that are for same-sex marriage or uh, telling us that we shouldn't care about the whole homosexual issue because they go, the same book that prohibits a man lying with a man as he does with a woman is the same book that says stuff like this. In uh, Leviticus chapter 19, verse 19, it says, uh, not only should you not breed together two kinds of cattle, I guess, or any kind of animal, so you can't have any ligers, no lions and tigers. I have a golden doodle dog. <laughs> yeah, you shouldn't do that, no. apparently. But uh, it says in there, you shall not sow your field with two kinds of seeds. So you got corn, you can't have soybean, right? you got uh, tomatoes out there, you better not put carrots, is the idea there. Nor wear a garment upon you of two kinds of material mixed together. And so there's that, there's stuff about uh, stoning your daughter if she's caught in immorality. There's lots of stuff that they would say, you don't do that today. Why would you be concerned about homosexuality? You can't pick one and not the other. Yeah, that's, uh, that's the criticism. First of all, the book of Leviticus and, and the Old Testament, the, um, the law that was shared in the book of Exodus, um, it was written to the Levitical tribe, the, the Levite tribes that were the priests of God. And what we find is again and again throughout the book of Leviticus, it says, hey, Moses, say this to the sons of Israel. Okay? And so what he's doing is addressing the nation of Israel about certain things that he wanted them to do. There are three kinds of law in the Old Testament. There's the civil law, which is just basically the way the Jewish people should live in that administration of of God's kingdom program revealed through them as he was showing his holiness to an entire world that was going to watch his relationship with the nation of Israel unfold. The civil law, the ceremonial law, which did a lot to reveal the righteousness of God, And even his means through which men could be reconciled to God through blood atonement. Now, we know that it's impossible for the blood of sins and goats and bulls and goats to take away um, the sins of the world. That's why they had to continually offer sacrifices. But God was prefiguring or showing, listen, innocent blood must be shed to reconcile you to me. Okay, In the New Testament. We find uh, stuff like this in 2 Corinthians 6.14 that, that, that says, hey, believers, that you've been redeemed from the world, that you've been called out of darkness into his marvelous light, you shouldn't be bound together with unbelievers. For what partnership have righteousness with unrighteousness or fellowship uh, does light have with darkness? In other words, don't, don't mix believers with unbelievers. It's confusing. In other words, you shouldn't live the way nonbelievers live, and you shouldn't call yourself uh Equally yoked with a person who doesn't believe what you believe. One of the ways God was teaching that in the Old Testament was through the way they farmed, the way they dressed, and even the way they dealt with some sin. Okay, Jesus did away with ceremonial law. He said, it is finished. I didn't come, he said, to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. I'm going to make sure that every jot and tittle is completely fulfilled in me. Our righteousness, ultimately, just like the Jews, was never really attained through obedience to the Old Testament law. It was attained, ultimately, through their faith in God's provision, which prefigured the ultimate provision of the great high priest, the Lamb of God, who's come to take away the sins of the world. So let me just explain this. I go a long way here to talk about why the law that was given to the Israelites is not applicable to us. And they go, well, great, you're making my case. So why do you think God told the Israelites not to do in terms of morality applies to us? There's your answer. Because not only is there civil law, not only is there ceremonial law, there's also moral law. By the way, that same moral law that exists because God's always holy. The Jews today um, are not uh, currently underneath a civil administration run by Levitical law. There is not... Uh, ceremonial laws that are being fulfilled by the Jewish people today. There's not a sacrificial system in place because there is no temple. But the moral law of God continues to this day. Okay, It's interesting, too. When he tells Israel, this is what I want you to do when you go in the land, practice yourself civilly this way, or govern yourself civilly this way, and ceremonial this way, when it gets to Leviticus 18 where it talks about a man shouldn't lie with a man as he does with a woman, it says, don't do what's wrong everywhere, what they do in Cana. Don't do what they did in Egypt. You're going to be righteous morally. I'm gonna teach you how to live morally. In the New Testament, you've got the same prohibition. We're told in Romans one, we're told in 1 Corinthians six, we're told in other places that certain sexual behaviors, not just homosexuality, but adultery, uh, other kinds of uh, licentious acts are not things that we should do because the morality of God stands forever. So when you see um, us talk about homosexuality and pluck it out of the Old Testament, we're not plucking it out of the Old Testament. We're teaching a morality that's consistent with the ethic and nature and character of God, which never changes. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. By the way, there's lots of moral law that we take from Leviticus that we still apply today. We, we still think bestiality is wrong. It's prohibited. Okay. We still think child sacrifice is wrong, at least out of the womb. We need to deal with the other one. Um, that's prohibited in Leviticus. Lying is prohibited in Leviticus. No one's saying we shouldn't care about that. Why? Because the moral law, is repeated all throughout God's revelation. And so the answer to this question comes ultimately in understanding what the book of Leviticus, the law revealed in Exodus was about. We're not plucking out one law and ignoring the others. The moral law of God is always distinct and separate from God's administration of revelation to the nation of Israel when they moved into the land of promise.